So, Mike, you sent me an article about Wimbledon's smart financial moves. Well, they cancelled Wimbledon. But they're be- are they better off for it? They're not worse. I don't know, actually. Well, it transpires that Wimbledon have been paying for the last 17 years, I think, for pandemic insurance. So they have paid two million pounds dollars two million units of currency (laughs) every year for the past 17 years to insure them in case of a pandemic and lo and behold they've had to cancel wimbledon due to a pandemic so they're going to get a payout of 114 million currency units something like that that was such a good idea. It turns out that was such a good idea. I mean, they could very easily have just been throwing money away. But it turns out it was actually a prudent decision, given that we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah. You know, you watch um, shows and they say, oh, buy the volcano insurance. Everyone should buy the volcano insurance. I'm guessing at some point someone had to fight off all the people thinking, why are you paying $2 million for a insurance for something that's very 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 unlikely although volcano insurance is ridiculous obviously imagine if they'd stopped paying for the pandemic insurance just like this year they were like look it's ridiculous stop paying for this pointless insurance and then they cancelled the policy and then they'd be like <laughs> but having said that i think quite a lot of people have paid for pandemic insurance and the insurers are refusing to pay out I don't know if this is really true because I don't even remember where I read this. Most likely some story on Reddit. So I should probably try and find a source for this. But I remember reading a news story about a company that had paid for pandemic insurance and the insurers were refusing to pay out because they said, well, you were insured in case of SARS coronavirus, but this is a novel coronavirus. So sorry, your insurance doesn't cover it. And they're going, that's nonsense. This was called SARS NCOV 2. So it's a SARS coronavirus. Anyway, I don't know what the outcome of the story was. It was just a lot of incensed people on Reddit going, rah, corporate overlords, burn them to the guillotine, etc. I mean, it does sound ludicrous. They should definitely pay out. But insurers don't like to pay out, right? That's the whole point yeah that's the thing like when you're when people are trying to sell you insurance they they're really trying to big up how much protection you're going to get and how worthwhile it is buying this insurance and then when you actually try and claim on any insurance they're just like "Mm, sorry you didn't you know like fill in this box properly when you applied for it or actually i think you'll find there's an exemption on a tuesday when your plane has blue livery and serves pink blancmange as the in-flight meal so actually that flight isn't covered sorry lastly are you believe insurance Uh, i mean in what sense like do i believe in fairies do i believe in insurance here's a good example do you have contents insurance i feel like i shouldn't say anything because then someone's going to come and burgle my flat but no i have no insurance i have no insurance to be honest i When I lived in London, I had home insurance and I had contents insurance and I had all this other stuff. Since moving to Hong Kong, I haven't insured anything. 
what's the point? If it got stolen, I'd buy a new one. You know, that's a terrible thing to say. But like, I feel like, I feel like the cost of insuring it is more than it's worth. Like, there are things that have sentimental value to me for which the value is not monetary. Like, you could pay me loads of money because of the contents insurance and it'd be like, well, I've lost the thing. So it's the money. What, what good is this money to me? Like, I can't replace that thing. And then there are other things that may be expensive, but the cost of insuring them for 10 years and never having to claim on the insurance, I could buy another one. So I'm better off just not insuring it and buying a new one, which will be better than the thing I lost anyway. You know, like my TV cost me a lot of money when I bought it. And if it got stolen or smashed in some thing and I could claim on the insurance for it, how much would they really pay me? They'd be like, oh, it's depreciated, so we'll only give you this much for it. Versus if I hadn't paid for that insurance, I could just pay the same again for an even fancier TV 10 years later. Yes, yay to the fancier TV. It was just an example. My TV's not that fancy, let's be honest. But That's the problem. You're, that's why it's worthless, right? That's right. You just get a fancier one. That's right. That's right. right. It's burgled. I relish the idea of my TV being burgled. Then I can buy a new TV. Yeah, because I'm always asking you to break my TVs and my monitors and everything. I've even offered to do the same for yours. This is a terrible thing. This is why we have global warming. We are joking. We Neither of us have done this, though, right? What, smashed our TV to buy a new one? No, of course not. Yeah. If I have replaced electronic items, I have given the old ones away. Or sold them, obviously. Talking of electronic items, Apple, iPhone SE 2. It's just a new iPhone SE. Yes. Why are we talking about this? Why is this newsworthy? The range is getting more complicated. No, it's not. There's an iPhone SE before. No, but there's a but there's a Pro. There's an 11. There's an XR. There's an SE. There is an XR, isn't there? What's the point of the XR now? And they're all coming in different sizes. So not only are you, is there a different model, but each model has, or for the 11 and 11 Pro, there's two to three screen sizes. I honestly don't think this matters much. To, to be honest, my comment about why is this newsworthy was just kind of a joke, because you read Hacker News, don't you? Yes, I do. You know, Hacker News is trying to always be so highbrow and techy, and yet... The number one story on Hacker News the day this came out with like over a thousand comments was Apple releases a new iPhone, the iPhone SE. And then like the top comment was, why is this newsworthy? <laughs> but there are a thousand comments talking about it. Everyone loves to pretend they don't care about new iPhones, but everyone loves to talk about new iPhones, including us. They're making the 11 Pro pointless, worthless. Why? Why would you get get the 11 Pro? Because you want to flex on having the most expensive iPhone. That, that's literally it. That's literally it. You get so much from lower down the range now, I think. Yeah, I mean, this iPhone SE has the same chip as the 11 Pro, right? Performance-wise. Exactly. So, reasons to buy an 11 Pro rather than this. One... You want to flex on everyone and have the most expensive iPhone. That's probably actually one of the major reasons people buy an 11 Pro. Two, you want the wide-angle lens. That's an 11 Pro-only feature, I think. 
Three, you want face ID because the XE is touch ID. Yeah, but the other two, but the other two give you face ID. I don't want face ID anyway. Yeah, in these days of coronavirus, you're way better off with touch ID rather than have to take off your mask every time to scan your face or type in your passcode. Like, I don't know about you, but because in theory, I never have to type my passcode now. My passcode is like, it's, it's, it's an alphanumeric passcode. It's more than 10 characters long. You know, so when I have to manually unlock my phone, it's a big faff. Why did you make it alphanumeric? Because why should I ever have to type it in? If my phone is stolen, I want to make it as hard for them as possible. I don't want like a numeric four or six digit password. I'm going to make a freaking wait till the heat death of the universe to crack password. I mean, it's not that hard, really. It's only like, you know, it's, it's not like 200 Mike characters long or something. One, two, but, three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's over 10 characters, right? But it's still harder to crack than just numbers. Anyway, my mum's happy because she prefers the ones with Touch ID. Which ones do you prefer? I actually really like my iPhone 10. I'm really surprised how much I like it because I bought the 10 to replace my iPhone 6 because my 6 was becoming like really slow and the screen was starting to go yellow and weird and stuff. And I'm really surprised how much I like the 10. Like the touch gestures to replace the home button became just very natural very quickly and face id when you're not wearing a virus protecting face mask is actually really fast and good so yeah i actually quite like face id wait was that the question no what was the question again i don't know now basically i wanted to ask would you get the pro that's what i really wanted to ask would i get an 11 pro Yes. I, I've i been very close to buying an 11 Pro, actually, because I actually want two SIM cards, and the model they sell in Hong Kong is the two SIM card version. I think in most of the rest of the world, they sell a version which is one physical SIM and one eSIM. But in Hong Kong, the version they sell is two physical SIM cards, which would be quite useful for me because I could put my UK SIM card and my Hong Kong SIM card in it. Also, I could flex on everyone for having the most expensive iPhone. But the, the, the thing is, it's just so expensive. It's just like, it's just like unjustifiably expensive, expensive, right? I don't know how expensive it gets. It's like 11,000 Hong Kong dollars. It's like more than a thousand pounds. For max memory, or is that just baseline? Yeah, for, for max memory. That's a lot. I, I say that. I just pulled that number out of the air. I it might not be literally that number, but that's the number I have in my head. Maybe it's just because it's eleven. <laughs> Maybe I just made it up and it's actually like eight thousand. You randomly anchored it uh, because I've said eleven. That's right. That's right. I've anchored it to eleven. If they call it the iPhone like well, they've already had an iPhone 8, but, you know, then I would have been like, oh, it's much more reasonable. No, That's a good I think it's pretty expensive. That's a great pricing scheme, though. Every year it goes <laughs> up by. Are you going to get an SE? Are you going to get an 11 Pro? Mm. Are you happy with your current phone? I'm happy with my current phone, but it will, 
it will have been three years at the end of this year. So I'm due a refresh. I won't get the SE, nor will I get the Pro. I'll get something in between. Yeah, the the vanilla 11 is probably a more sensible purchase. But then you won't have that wide-angle lens and everyone will know you took the budget option. It's, it's more sensible. It's very interesting, though. That's what, that's what I, you know, that's is why I've raised this. It's just how they've created this range. Whereas two, I had to get the Pro. But now there's four, I don't have to get the Pro. But if you don't get the Pro, will you be keeping up with the Joneses? When you're in the office and the other people have a Pro and you've got a non-Pro, will it be like, oh, I'm, I'm not as good as Jim Bob from accounting, let alone Bob Jim from legal? But I'm, do, no, do I care about Jim Bob from accounting? And do I care about Bob Jim from legal? <laughs> These are terrible names, sorry. <laughs> They've got other issues going on. <laughs> That's right. That's that's why they've had to buy the 11 Pro. They've got so many other things to worry about. Just let them have it. We should move on. Let's let's move on. One last thing. This 5G conspiracy theory that's going on in the UK. It's it's not just the UK, is it? I think it's everywhere. This is global global conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but but it's actually I. I heard that in the UK, like in the mainstream media, people are talking about it as if it's like an actual thing. Like there was, an, there was an ITV, like morning this morning, yeah, presenter, and he was talking about it as if it was a real thing. And I was like, you can't. This is this is nonsense. Sorry if you believe in five G conspiracy theory. I mean, it would be amazing if it was true because. Think about it. Like, if the information density of the carrier like can affect your body in that way, this is new science. It's like new medical treatments. You can like cure cancer by five G or something, or make it worse. But you know, imagine if it really did work. If magical radio waves that are so low power can really affect your body in this way. Maybe we could study this and tune them to make you healthier instead. Like, it's not true. Just like, science doesn't work this way. But if it did, it would be amazing. But I'm basically sure it doesn't. Do we need to say what the, the, the theory is? Well, the, the overarching theory is that 5G is responsible for coronavirus. Boom, 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 boom. And there's two kind of sub-flavors of the theory. So the most insane one, which would be actually the most incredible if it was true, in terms of think of the possibilities, is that 5G literally causes coronavirus. Like the 5G signals literally make coronavirus viral bodies in your body. Like it just synthesizes it out of amino acids or something. That's like, that's wild. And then the slightly less crazy, but still think of the possibilities if it was true, is that the 5G somehow causes your immune system to be weaker and not able to fight the virus properly. Again, if that was true, that would still be crazy and just think of the possibilities. It's not. 